0: You are listening to Her Time to Retire, a podcast dedicated to helping women gain the knowledge, confidence, and support they need to achieve financial success and emotional fulfillment when planning for retirement. If you are ready to finally take charge of your financial life, then keep listening. Your hosts are Glenn Price and Jonathan Scott. Founders of Keystone Financial Resources in Brentwood, Tennessee, both men specialize in crafting individualized retirement plans for women and have a passion for helping women discover and achieve their retirement goals. Glenn is a husband and father of four who was taught early in life, through his relationship with his grandmother, how a woman can not only take charge of her own destiny, but also positively influence the lives of her family and friends that surround her. Jonathan, husband and father of three, attributes his own success to the strong women in his life, including his wife Brooke and his mother Suzanne. Both men together want to help more women live out their dreams in retirement. As always, if you have retirement questions, their phone lines are open at 615-661-9554. Or you can visit their website to browse information, view upcoming events, or subscribe to the Her Time to Retire weekly newsletter. Just visit www.keystonefinancialresources.com. Now relax and enjoy the conversation.
1: Well, hello, everyone. I'm Glenn Price, and welcome to Her Time to Retire. Uh, I am co-owner and advisor here at Keystone Financial Resources, and we created this podcast so that we could have an opportunity to to visit with women who are really at the top of their game and doing a great job. And we wanted to create an environment where they could come, they could share their story, they could give advice, they could help you in your journey along the way, because at the end of the day, our stories help one another. So today I'm excited because we have Ashley Fitz with us. And let me tell you a little bit about Ashley. So Ashley moved here from a small town in Western Kentucky and uh, after high school, and she attended Vanderbilt University, uh, where she graduated with a bachelor's degree in communication studies and business administration. She began her career in commercial banking, obtaining her real estate license on the side, And then she spent 15 years devoted to her family's engineering and materials handling business, where she led administration efforts to streamline business operations. In the 20 plus years, Ashley has called the Nashville area home. She has lived in many different neighborhoods, investing in and renovating homes along the way and laying the foundation for what would eventually lead her to pursuing a career in the real estate full time. For Ashley, helping clients reach their real estate goals is what motivates her to build relationships and to always listen to her clients to truly understand their needs. Ashley's married to Mike. They live in Brentwood. Uh, They have three sports loving boys. Uh, They play hockey, baseball, (laughs) basketball, golf, football, and then while cheering on their favorite team, which is the Nashville Predators. I understand they're big hockey fans. Mm -hmm. Um, Ashley's passionate about serving her community and she recently served as board chairperson for Davis House Child Advocacy Center in Franklin, Tennessee. And she continues to help lead and grow Tennessee Women Connect, which is a women's business networking organization with, with her business partner uh, and fellow Zeitlin agent, Lucy Miller. So, Ashley, thank you for agreeing to come on to our podcast today. We're delighted to have you here and to learn more about you and your story and what you can share with our listeners out there that can help them in their journey. Cause you've had, a, you've had an exciting journey along the way. So tell us a little sure. more about you and how you got here.
2: Well, thank you. It's wonderful to be here and talk with everybody. Uh, so you did read um, a little bit about my story and how I started off in a small town in Kentucky. And I started off in high school. Um, my father instilled in me kind of an entrepreneurial spirit and I worked with him after school, in high school, um, just start his business. And so that kind of has stuck with me as I've made choices along the way uh, after college and what would happen with my career, which has eventually led me into uh, doing real estate full time. And it's kind of come full circle with my journey coming to Nashville and just falling in love with it several decades ago now. Um, and so I get to kind of relive that excitement on mm-hmm. a daily basis as I work with clients who may have lived in the area for a long time, but it seems over the last few years, I've worked with a lot of people who are new to the area mm-hmm. and hear and experience um, you know, their visits to Tennessee and then they decide that this is, this is the place they need to be. So mm-hmm. I get to show them around and kind of re-experience the delight when I see people just, mm-hmm. you know, looking at the rolling hills in Tennessee yes. or, you know, go into the festivals, um, the music scene, all of it. Um, right. So that's a big part of the fun I have in my job.
1: One of the things that uh, stuck out at me in our previous conversation um, was that, you know, you're not just a real estate agent. Like mm-hmm. you said, you could throw a rock and hit hit five or six. <laughs> right. And it's the same with financial advisors, mm-hmm. they're on every corner. Uh, but but what stuck out to me is that, at In your heart you're an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about what that when do you think that when did that resonate with you because you grew up in a family that owned a business Mm -hmm. and your dad invited you in and let Mm -hmm. you and your brothers be a part of that so can you remember like when it began to click with you what was really going on in your in your love for being an entrepreneur
2: well As I mentioned, I started off very young working with my father and kind of watching him pursue his dream and grow his business to what he always imagined it could be, or I guess beyond what it could be. And I was a part of that along the way for a long time. And I watched my family evolve and my brothers kind of get involved in the business as well. And as I spent years kind of helping with the business side of it, I watched you know, the decisions that he made. And it became clear to me along the way that I've always had my own vision. I just, it wasn't clear for many years. And so I had to, you know, I went through that experience and said, well, what does what does Ashley really want to do? You know, I've been supporting the family's business and it was wonderful and taught me so many things about the hard work and the dedication that can go into starting and running and growing your own business, but also not losing yourself in that mm-hmm. and kind of finding yourself through that process. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of that. And as I had my own children, it kind of became this light bulb moment where I said, I've always wanted to do this. I've got my own children now, and I would love for them to see their mom pursue what she had always wanted to do as well. Mm-hmm. And so. It became just something that I wanted to turn into reality. And I just eventually said, I'm doing it. (laughs) And I'm not going to let myself, you know, be fearful. I did have fears. Like you mentioned, you could throw a rock and hit a real estate agent. And so many people have connections to agents that they worked with in the past or their own friend or family member. But I had to set that aside and say, I'm going to be myself and Mm -hmm. this is what I want to pursue. And it took a lot of um, listening to my own inner voice and let that be louder than some of the external voices that Mm -hmm. may have been telling me that I shouldn't do it or I couldn't do it or there's already enough people doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I eventually was able to kind of move past that and listen to what i truly wanted to pursue, then I jumped in.
1: Well, you know, to have the courage to to hold on, to, to want to know more of you and what you wanted in your own life, that's a big deal. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I know that I'm sure our listeners out there, there's some ladies out there saying, man, I resonate with that, Ashley. I, 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 I have those same thoughts, those same ideas. So so let's take a moment and let's start talking about the steps that you begin mm-hmm. to take. Because you had you, you had this idea, hey... I've always wanted to do this and now is the, now's the Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And so now Mm -hmm. you had to like put action to it, right? Mm -hmm. So take us down that path a little bit and talk about some of the things that you did, maybe some of the failures and some Mm -hmm. of the setbacks, we'll call them setbacks. Mm -hmm. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Some of the setbacks that you experienced Mm -hmm. and how you overcame some of those to to get through uh, to where you are today.
2: Well, I decided, you know, I'm a lifelong Mm -hmm. learner. So I know that I will never know everything, and with every job I've had from commercial banking to human resources administration and um, next into full-time residential real estate, I knew there was a lot to learn, and so that was what I tried to focus on um, kind of right away from the beginning talking to experienced agents. Um, A good friend of mine had... He lived down the street. He and his wife have been in the industry for 35 years, and they were my. They represented us um, in a home sale, and so I just connected with them right away. And they kind of have become my mentors, and just learn from you know the best, and go you know take the classes, listen to the podcasts. Um, You know, I met with my broker multiple times, but beyond that, being around good people that can provide resources that maybe you didn't realize you needed. And that led me to um, partner with another agent. Lucy and I are doing this adventure together and decided that we're better together. Um, we're stronger, two people um, you know, working and handling all of our clients. So just I think building on the education piece, but also the people piece where you're surrounded by those that can give you advice and resources to help you get better
1: you know what what just came to my mind is as i heard um i think my preacher says this he says you know if you if you if you t- t- if you wanted to see where you're going to end up look at the the books that you read mm-hmm. and the people that you associate with mm-hmm. and that's so true and i think entrepreneurs uh, many times they can they can have major setbacks because they jump the gun mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to learn a little bit about, you know, we do investing and help clients mm-hmm. with their retirement planning, and I didn't know as much about real estate. So it's like I wanted to start learning about how do I build a real estate portfolio, mm-hmm. and and uh, and I listened to this podcast, and it says, hey, you need to spend a year just really immersing yourself and mm-hmm. learning the different aspects and the different things about real estate and determine what it is that you want to do, mm-hmm. and then find someone So that's exactly what Mm -hmm. you're, what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't have to, you don't have to reinvent the wheel.
2: No. And just being realistic also about the timeline. I knew, and I'd been told um, by multiple experienced people that it is hard work. And I was trying to be realistic about Mm -hmm. growing a business from scratch in residential real estate and knowing that I just have to keep focused and set goals and realize it's not going to happen overnight and mm-hmm. just maintain kind of a perseverance and just the attitude of, you know, if I work hard and I continue to connect with the right people and continue to learn, it will happen. Mm-hmm. And it 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 played out like that.
1: <laughs> that's that's awesome. Now how you so you've got you got three boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were their ages at that time when you made that decision?
2: They were about two, four, and six.
1: Oh, wow. Two, four, and Mm -hmm. six. So So I had no
2: time to do any of
1: that. (laughs) Right. I mean, how do you be a, so, so how was that? I mean, Mm -hmm. did you, you know, making that decision, which meant you were going to have to sacrifice time Mm -hmm. as mom, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to, to learn, right. Right. To be a learner, to be Mm -hmm. a student again. Uh, so what was that What was that like?
2: It was a transition, but also mom has always worked and mom has always had, you know, something that she is focused on and has to carve out time for. I will say it's always on a daily basis trying to figure that out, how it's going to work um, with the kids and with the work schedule. Um, but that was part of the appeal of doing it was that I could – grow it on my own time and be there for my family and you know do things like still go to the school and have lunch with them during the day and then you know go meet clients for a listing appointment and just kind of weave it in there and i think i'll leave the house and the kids will look at me oh mom where are you going today who are you meeting with and they're kind of excited they Mm -hmm. you know they like hearing my stories and they've been on showing appointments with me and My middle child, I don't know, he might have a future in real estate. He likes showing houses. So I feel like they're learning a lot by watching me go through the process. And it's, you know, going through in 2020 and doing a lot of it on Zoom, that was, I wouldn't call it a setback, but it was challenging and it had to, you know, you had to kind of constantly change how you approach your business and how you're communicating with people. And in the end, I think it's been actually a blessing because we can easily communicate with people across the country mm-hmm. and show houses and do closings remotely and things that seemed kind of difficult or hard several years ago, now is just a new way of business in many ways. So there's just been a lot of things that have evolved over the years that my children have watched me handle
1: well, I think that being an entrepreneur—I mean, I've been an entrepreneur, you know, my whole life—and um, you—and you take your family along mm-hmm. the journey with you, you know. So, for those out there, if you're thinking about, hey, you know, really launching after your dream of being an entrepreneur, you know, uh, and I think Ashley would agree. We want to encourage you mm-hmm. to, to to begin yeah. to move steps in that direction mm-hmm. because there's a lot of benefits. Like you said, hey, if I want to go to see my kids, mm-hmm. then you get to plan your schedule. Right. So you, you have more control. And I see people today who they're, they're, they're bound by their, by their work mm-hmm. schedule. They've only got one week of vacation. right? And so being able to do that, and there's a lot of life lessons. Did your, was your mom a part of the business when you were growing up? In
2: some ways, she was. Yeah. Um, so you a, grew up seeing mm-hmm. the
1: participation of everybody kind of embrace this thing. This becomes our life. And there's right. some real advantages to being able to set yeah. your own course and, and yeah. do that. as My a father
2: was the mm. baseball coach and the softball coach for all of us. You know, he was the one leading um, practices in the afternoon, so he could leave work when he decided and go out to the ball field and coach Little League.
1: Yes.
0: So
2: we kind of watched that flex that flexibility through that schedule.
1: And, and I'm assuming you've had good support from, from Mike mm-hmm. uh, along the way and mm-hmm. having him and uh, you know, and, and even if you're out there and you're say, "Well, I'm a single mom. I can't do this." What would you say to the single moms out there right. that are that are having a dream of wanting a a better life and going out and pursuing that? Mm-hmm. What would you say to them?
2: Yeah, I've you know, even some of my clients that I've worked with. Have faced those situations, and they're both, you know, may, they may be fi- facing a new life change where they're newly divorced, or, you know, something has changed in their life, and maybe mm-hmm. they're now raising their children by themselves, um, but they are still wanting to pursue their dream. And I'd say getting past the fear of what if um, is a huge kind of obstacle for a lot of people. But I think changing the mindset and Thinking more on the positive side, to I've wanted to do this, I can do it. You know that voice that's inside of you, just continuing to focus on the positive and the your own ability and knowing what your strengths are and taking the first step. Once you take that first step, and it which may be going to a networking group or you know joining um, with a business coach or something that takes you a step closer to realizing your dream opens up doors, and you just don't know. You may jump into it, and you don't know how it's going to play out, but that's kind of the fun part of it, too.
1: Yes, yes. You know, uh, something that I've always believed in is is having a coach. Mm -hmm. You know, I played sports in school, but then even in business, I mean, I have coaches today, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I think that in today's world, you've seen a big explosion of Mm -hmm. coaches, so there's a lot of there's a lot of resources out there uh, where where women can get help. Mm-hmm. We had a lady in here, uh, Tiffany Knapper,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, she, do you know Tiffany? Yeah, she she's, does. she's amazing. Uh, and so, you know, there's opportunities mm-hmm. out there for other people to, to, these women to plug into to right. get some help. Right. So that you're not alone and you can begin to navigate that uh, yourself. Now, right. I know that, uh, that, that you're involved with... Uh, with the the Tennessee women connect, mm-hmm. uh, I want to talk about that, and then don't let me forget because I might <laughs> okay. uh, the the Davis House Child Advocacy Center mm-hmm. I want to talk about that sure. as well and then it, and then I want to hear a little bit about the real estate market, like mm-hmm. what's going on um, and so so tell us a little bit about your connections there and what really drew drew you, pulled you that direction, mm-hmm. and why you why you're choosing to commit your time to to, to doing that with Lucy. Yeah,
2: so it was Lucy's um, you know, networking group that she started just in Franklin to meet her own need of looking for a networking group. And she wasn't quite finding the right fit. And so she started mm-hmm. just on Facebook and planned an event to just bring women in business together. And fast forward, that was a late 2019, and fast forward, uh, you know, I joined up with her because of our connection at our brokerage at Zeitlin Sotheby's. And we are just in the kind of same life phase, growing a real estate business, but also I saw what she was doing with just bringing women of all industries together, um, whether they're just a solo entrepreneur or you know a woman working for a large corporation who might have a sales role or something that you know it benefits her to meet people in the community and so I saw what she was doing by bringing people together and I thought you know we do that in our real estate world because you know we connect people to CPAs financial planners dentists when they come here but Also, you know, people to grow their business, they need, they benefit from coming and having conversations face to face. And after the first networking event that I went to, I just said, this is awesome. Because I saw just, you know, people realizing, especially after the pandemic, that they missed the connection. They missed the interaction with, um, you know, other women that could share in the struggles of a business. They Mm -hmm. could you know, say I'm looking for somebody in publishing and you happen to meet somebody who is an editor for a local community magazine. So I just saw that and thought, this is is huge for us. And now we're in eight cities around Nashville and we have 16 events a month. And we do learning opportunities and we host a live event in October. So it's just, it has grown and it's meeting a huge need for women in the business world.
1: Well, I love that and you know the reality is is that we need community.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And one of the things, you know, Jonathan and I um as I mentioned to you, we have a lot of female clients, you know, they're widowed, single, divorced.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And having a passion to help women because we mm-hmm. understand the challenges that women go through from our own stories, you know, my with my grandmother, my, losing my grandfather mm-hmm. and then what watching my grandmother mm-hmm. struggle, Jonathan with his mom and so um, it, it, the, one of the things that I love about uh, in working with women and helping them is like they're more open to get together. You know, a guy, I think it's his ego that keeps him away. You know, mm-hmm. that he didn't want to, you know, bear himself or be vulnerable to mm-hmm. another man or something. I don't know what it is. It's <laughs> weird. But, but women will open up and share. And mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. Uh, and because that 's where you that 's what you can learn where you 're not alone and i 'm assuming that that even with your experience, do you find that that gives you confidence in helping you build your own business mm-hmm. because you know that there's there 's a handful of women that you can pick up the phone and call and say hey i 'm having a hard day i 'm mm-hmm. struggling so does does it benefit you in that way today
2: absolutely and you know as a Real estate agent, you can feel very isolated mm-hmm. in your business and your particular client's issue, or you know, that you're you feel alone, but there's so many parallels in other businesses, it doesn't have to be another real estate agent, or you know, and it's just you can share so much about a common struggle when if you're having a bad day, like you said, call, text, email, and having met somebody in person, face-to-face, talking to them, the connection is just deeper and Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you can build relationships better Mm -hmm. off of that. And it is so true that when women get together, we love to share. And oftentimes the volume level in the room goes way up because everybody's talking at the the same time.
1: (laughs) If we do a women's event, I mean, the energy in the room, you know, I've told Jonathan, I said, you know, I said, I think one of the problems I'm starting to see in our business uh, are the men, and because, <laughs> because they they just don't talk and open up and mm-hmm. share. If we do an event where there's just men there, it's very different. Mm-hmm. It's so much alive and fun with mm-hmm. the with the women there. So I think that's I think that's really cool. And you're seeing that expand and grow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I know that I've read and and I want to hear more about mm-hmm. it. You know, it's your passion about being on the board uh, for the Davis. Uh, House Child Advocacy Mm -hmm. Center in Franklin here. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little about that and what you gained from that, how that's helped you, and any advice you'd have around, you know, doing something like that.
2: Well, I got involved with Davis House Child Advocacy Center in 2011 after I had gone through the Young Leaders Council um, program. And it was important to me because I love getting involved in my community, but I also wanted to kind of do it on a different level that was more immersive and more impactful. And so I went all in and joined the board and served for about 10 years and I just rolled off. I just served as board chairperson this last year. Um, And it has been an incredible experience in that it kind of helped during the time when I was deciding to go full-time on my own and also having connections with people in the community that were from different industries, different types of businesses that kind of helped, I guess, build my confidence, Mm -hmm. but also build just kind of that group of resources that I had, and it also gave me an opportunity to kind of hone my leadership skills as well. And Mm -hmm. so it just all kind of went toward, um, you know, growing as a person and becoming more of a confident business person myself mm-hmm. while also just helping the mission because the Davis House uh, it has been around for over 20 plus years, um, but it's still kind of a little name in the community. And so it was important to be a part of that growth to let people know what they were all about and the children that they serve. So it was an incredible experience and um, I'm going to miss uh, being a part of it, kind of on a daily basis, but we'll always be at all the fundraisers that well, they're doing throughout I, I the
1: year. I just think that's so important. Uh, we can get so focused on building a business, making money, being successful that we really can miss the real gifts mm-hmm. along the way, and that's the connections and the stories of other people. Mm-hmm. And we get to share in that, and we get to participate or contribute, you know, in mm-hmm. some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, that's a big deal. One of our slogans here. A keystone is that we tell folks, you know, that we're known for fighting for our clients mm-hmm. and challenging them to live the life that they desire and that they deserve in retirement. And mm-hmm. and it, it matters to us. We take it personal. And so, you know, knowing that, you know, I was talking to a lady yesterday and she said, you know, I've always wanted to have a, you know, uh, she's got a farm and to have some, you know, uh, uh, bird, a butterfly uh greenhouse type Mm -hmm. thing and plants and and share it with the community you know and and now I get to be a part of helping her navigate Mm -hmm. that and figure that out because it's not just about you know the money it's about your journey along the way and the value that you Mm -hmm. bring uh, and add to other people along the way so I think that's great and along the way it was part of your journey of learning Mm -hmm. you develop some skills at the same time you were generous with your time and right. serving so Absolutely. it's like wow that's mm-hmm. awesome and i think it's great that your kids got to mm-hmm. got to know that and say hey yeah. my mom because you'll instill that in them yeah. and they'll they'll have that heart's desire and I mean, we need to get away where so i can be so selfish and so self-absorbed with this technology today you know like let's go back to some simple living mm-hmm. and doing things that that don't cost a lot of money but where we can right. really enjoy our friends and our family right. together Now, I'm curious, what's going on in the real estate market right now? Because I know it's been hot as a firecracker, Mm -hmm. but rates are going up. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on and what we might expect, maybe a little forecast of what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Give us some feedback there. Sure. Well,
2: I feel like right now we can all kind of take a breath because it has been full steam ahead for months and months, and it has been keeping homeowners who might have thought about putting their house on the market, it's been keeping them at home in their place. They just didn't, you know, they wanted to stay. But now with the interest rates coming up, it's kind of creating more of the balance that we've been looking for. While the rates are going up and the buying power may be coming down a little bit for buyers, they're still very low. It's still good. They're still good. And our rate, our prices in our area had been ticking up every month. You'd see a high percentage, but so those are starting to come down. And so you're starting to get to this more normalized, you know, having a home be on the market for 14 days. Before, that was unheard of. Now homes are kind of staying a little bit longer. And so buyers aren't in a huge, you know, rush where they have to make a decision right away. You I mean,
1: 50 offers on the right Right, so
2: you may get mm-hmm. one or two or three offers, whereas before, 30 offers, 40 offers on something was not uncommon, and so the, that was just kind of a frenzied market, and so it feels like, you know, things have slowed down to a good pace right now, so, you know, if you've thought about putting your house on the market, now is a good time. There are still plenty of buyers looking, um, they're navigating the higher interest rates, but Nashville is still a hot place to move and mm-hmm. people are, are going to be continuing to move here and, you know, look for homes. So it's well, a good time for both sides.
1: Well, tell us where, tell our listeners where they can find you. Cause sure. uh, if they don't have a good person, I think they'll know after our conversation today that you're someone that would care about them mm-hmm. and put their needs ahead of your own and really guide them through that. So how can, how can we find
2: you? Well, I am a real estate agent with Zeitlin Sotheby's International Realty. So I'm connected to the Sotheby's, um, network. You can find me on their um, Zeitlin website, ashleyfits.zeitlin.com. And also if you're in social media and you're on Instagram, I am at Ashley in Nashville. You can find me there.
1: All right. Well, Ashley, I want to thank you for coming today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think our listeners are going to be, uh, I guarantee you they've stayed the whole time and listened <laughs> to the conversation because it's been very um, enlightening and, and, uh, and, and easy to listen to. So thank you for joining us today. And we would just want to let you all know how much we appreciate you. And here at Keystone, our desire, as I said earlier, is to create an environment that we can help you grow in your business. Yes, we, we build customized financial plans for our clients, but as I said, fighting for what's most important for our clients and helping them live the life that they deserve, that's who we are, and it matters to us. And so we wish you all the best, and thank you for being with us today.
0: You have been listening to Her Time to Retire with Glenn Price and Jonathan Scott. Glenn and Jonathan would love to talk to you and answer any of your retirement questions. All listeners can take advantage of a free 15-minute consultation with Glenn and Jonathan, whether via a phone call, Zoom meeting, or in person. You can schedule your consultation by calling 615-661-9554 or by visiting our website at www.keystonefinancialresources.com. Thanks for listening. The opinions expressed by Keystone Financial Resources and guests on this podcast are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management LLC or BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Keystone Financial Resources are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents.